welcome. This is the Lady Leadership Podcast. Sam's goal is clear, helping as many women as she can meet their full potential in business and in life. Hi, this is Sam McIntyre, and in this season of the Lady Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get the most out of your career, whether you have your own business, whether you work in corporate, or whether you're just starting out, maybe you're finishing uni. So joining me, and I look forward to sharing all my tips and hints on how to fast track your career. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lady Leadership Podcast. I'm super excited today to be interviewing Ashley Alsadi. Now, Ashley is what, well, she calls herself the cold calling queen. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Um, And yes, I would say the self-proclaimed cold calling queen and yeah, we'll probably better known as that for, for many years now. So, yeah. <laughs> and so for people listening, we're going to talk about sales today, which I'm excited about because I think it's it's a, you know, it can be a little bit of a taboo, you know, subject. We've all kind of been accosted by a salesperson at some point in our life and um, we're going to talk about how to how to do it right, basically. I love it. I love it. And and I think, you know, not only is sales a taboo subject, but I'm sure even people hearing the cold calling queen will suddenly have their guard up because I think cold calling has a really big stigma about it as well. But I would love to dive into that and kind of break down those barriers because, you know, if you can master the art of cold calling and selling, you, I think you can do it all. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, so you've got a business which is called the Promo Donna. You've got two businesses. One's Promo Donna and the other business you work with um, entrepreneurs on how to kind of master and you teach selling techniques. Is that right? So the, the Promo Donna business, t- tell me, let's start with that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, fantastic. So yes, I guess this is how it all began. So I studied public relations at university. And uh, when I graduated, still didn't really know what I wanted to get into, which I think is the experience of many. Uh, It was such a broad range of, of things I could get into. I had a friend that said to me, why don't you try corporate sales? You know, you've got the gift of the gab, you're great with people. And I was very lucky I found a little sales firm that needed a marketing manager. So that's actually how I started out uh, using my PR skills and whatnot. But I'll never forget, it was a couple of months into my role and the boss at the time said, we need to generate new sales leads and I want you to help with that. And I said, well, how do you want me to do it? And she pointed at the phone and said, start calling everyone and pitching our business. And I'll never forget the first call I had to make, you know, how nervous I was, uh, you know, not knowing what to say. But quite quickly, I learned, you know, I developed a script. I, I heard similar responses all the time. You know, I figured out how to build rapport and ultimately realized that I really loved this activity. <laughs> and yeah. so that's, you know, what I spruik today is I'm, you know, the kind of that crazy lady that loves doing all the sales grunt work. 
that most people avoid or don't have time for. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing that at that business for probably about five years. And what I noticed was a lot of the clients would come into that sales firm and say, I need an Ashley, you know, I need a cold caller to generate business for me. And so my mind was ticking away thinking, well, this could be a business. You know, I could start my own business doing this from home. And so July 2011, so my gosh, it's nearly 10 years now, so 10 years in July, I jumped in the deep end and literally started cold calling people from home. So I was doing it in my bedroom, calling companies and saying, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I do. I want to help you to grow. And it, it kind of blew up from there because, again, a lot of businesses were like, yes, I need your help. Um, so fast forward to today, the promo Donna, as I said, we've been running for 10 years now. We've cold called for hundreds of companies all around Australia. And it's not just myself. It's obviously um, a team of cold callers now. So I've got six staff other than myself. And we're all passionate about generating new business for clients. So that's essentially the promo Donna in a nutshell. <laughs> and do you work with specific clients then or... it? doesn't matter it's a great no that's a great question so I think you know to kind of paint a picture of the promo donna where I like to think that we're very different from kind of like the telemarketing agencies that you know bombard people with calls at home and things like that I really wanted to create a boutique sales agency that created high quality leads and therefore pretty much played in the B2B space. So we tend to work business to business. Um, so for companies that are wanting to get in the door with their dream clients, and yep. we tend to have a, quite a sweet spot with service-based clients, I would say. You know, we have facilitated for product-based businesses, but where we tend to work best is if a company has like a suite of services, let's say a consultant, so a HR consultant, yeah. they might have a suite of services and they need someone really professional to pitch that, to find out is there a company with a need, you know, to sell themselves into that. And, uh, and we can do that because my team and I, you know, my team, they've all got extensive sales experience as well. And uh, the average age of my calls is probably about 45, 50. So, you know, they have that ability to talk to people of all different levels. Yeah. Um, and is it, do you, so we talked about having a script. We talked about, and so this is, these are just the things that you've said so far. You had that script and then yes. you also worked on like refining it, so to speak from yes. the feedback that you had. Yes. Talk to me then about, you know, trying to connect with the right people in companies and kind of identifying companies and then, okay, who's who in the zoo as well? Yes, yes, okay. So you're kind of coming from that place and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are thinking, yes, you know, if I want to call a company, how do I do it? How do I get in the door? <laughs> you know, and you're right, we start you know, when a client starts at the promo donor, the first thing we do is a workshop with them to really clearly define uh, everything you just men uh, mentioned, like their key messages, their target market, 
you know, everything that's going to arm us for on the phone. And when we've done that session, from there is where we do all our preparation. And you're right, part of that is about developing a list. So for people listening, if you're actually thinking, oh, maybe I could start doing this for my business, a recommendation is definitely to put a list of your ideal clients together for yourself. Because, you know, quite often I, I work with people and they say, oh, well, I want to target everyone. And that would be great in an ideal world, but it's not going to work. I hate Mm. to burst that bubble. So you've really got to, you know, define your niche because once you can identify who your ideal clients are, so that's, you know, looking at things like size of business, um, the decision maker you want to talk to, uh, you know, the type of industry you want to work in, or, you know, it could be several industries, Um, really clearly define that, develop a list, you know, come up with not only uh, potential contact names, because I'm kind of jumping around, but I'm excited talking about all this stuff because I'm thinking, oh, you've got to keep this in mind. So when you're putting together a list, One thing that's going to help you to get past the gatekeeper, because this is often a question that comes up, you know, how do I get past the gatekeeper? It's really great to have a decision maker name that you can refer to. And what a great thing that we have access to now with things or platforms, the likes of LinkedIn. So do your research. And even if you don't know that person, Trust me, it goes a long way in being uh, being able to say, look, I'm just wondering if John Smith in HR was available because the moment you call up and say, look, I'm just wondering who would I be best to speak to in HR, it will smell like a sales call. So have a name. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, developing that list, you know, come up with some contact names. You can even go as far as, researching some things that you can leverage from on the phone, like uh, I like to call them VBRs, so valid business reasons. Let's say, you know, that XYZ company with John Smith has just, I don't know, moved premises or uh, developed a new campaign or, you know, changed CEOs, whatever it might be that you can leverage from, again, will help with your messaging because it won't just sound like you're doing a blatant sales pitch. It sounds like you're knowledgeable and there's a reason for your call. Um, So the other kind of things that we do, you know, we'll develop a list, come up with a script, as you said. Um, We will certainly use that script as a guide because we don't want to sound like robots. Um, But I'm a big believer in them because at least we can refer to something, you know, that gives us a bit of a structure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then will a lot of yours be, you know, an organised meeting or would you, you know, is that how you tend to work for clients? Yeah, no, that's another great question. So I think there is a perception out there when we talk about like lead generation or um, telemarketing companies that it is just appointment setting. But look, we kind of spruik to people, you know, we can use the phone to really create any type of outcome that you're looking for. I think the majority of our clients want appointments because like I said, they're looking to get in the door with their ideal clients. So, you know, a qualified appointment is ideal, but we've certainly worked with companies where they might've, you know, been running an event, let's say. So they want attendees or it might be, this is a great one actually. And a lot of people listening might go, oh, 
you know, this is me. So I will come across so many companies where they have old databases. So, you know, listeners might be thinking, yeah, I've got a list of, you know, leads I haven't called on for two years or I've got a list of old clients I've been meaning to contact. Even what I mentioned to someone the other day was, do you have a box of old business cards that you, you know, people you met in networking events (laughs) because everyone has them and we've all been meaning to get around to call them but it just doesn't happen. So, that's one of my favorite questions to new clients is, you know, what's the old database you have just lying around? Yeah. Because it's that low hanging fruit, you know, even if it is a few years old, I will always reinforce that you just never know if they're right for the picking, you know, they yeah. might be ready to buy. So we love calling those people too. <laughs> and I think if you've already got that connection and you can say, met you, you know, wherever. Exactly. Um, It's not that really cold lead. And you're right, you can leverage from that. And and quite often clients are, you know, worried again, like they might go, what if it was two years ago and they don't remember me? Again, at least we've had some leverage to get in. And even if they say, you know, oh, look, I don't really remember you, that's okay. You know, we'll say, well, just to remind you, this is what the company does and this is why we're calling. So, you know, the, the conversation always goes well from there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a numbers game then? Do you know what? (laughs) I love this question because I've answered it so many times. People will say, is it a numbers game or is it about the approach? My answer to this is I believe it's both. Yeah. I believe you have to have a great approach. And I can talk you through that actually if you'd like, you know, how how does my team get the results that they do, you know, and that is all about the approach. Um, But I also believe it's a numbers game because the fact is if you don't make enough calls, you won't get, you know, the number of opportunities that you want. And I guess to give people some insight, you know, the average these days, gosh, I think it takes sometimes up to like eight calls to get through to a decision maker. Right. And that's not to say that we're... At one company or at multiple companies? At one company. So, you know, we're talking and look, that's an average. So we might sometimes strike it lucky. You know, we might ring John Smith and we are transferred right through. But this is coming from the point of view that, you know, people these days are very busy. We may get a lot of voicemails. We may get, you know, oh, look, send him some information first and then follow up. So it is a bit of a process. And due to that, you know, if people say to me, oh, I do cold calling as well, I'll quite often say, well, how many calls do you make a week? And it's something like, oh, probably about 10. We're making hundreds, you know, like every day. And the reason for that, again, is, you know, we'll have set targets and in order to reach X amount of decision makers and convert them into appointments, it is definitely a numbers game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, oh, I love all that. It's it's yes. good. It it just shows the amount of effort that you have to put in, and it's it's interesting. So, my son, uh, who's thirteen, is starting his own lawn mowing business, and he's love signed it. up the lady next door to mow her uh, nature strip. And then um, I, we sort of were then saying to him, "Well, you could approach some more people on the street." He's yes. thirteen years old, and so we did a little flyer for him, and I was like. 
you know, we want to put a whole bunch. And he's like, he was concerned he'd get too many customers. And I was like, <laughs> so he was like, oh, I only want eight. I, I only, you know, and I was sort of saying to him, not everyone's going to necessarily sign up. Anyway, we printed a couple and then the we ran out of paper or the printer stopped working or whatever. And so he only ended up with a couple and he put them in and then we didn't hear anything back from those customers. And I was like, see, you know, it's a matter of kind of hit, hitting that customer at the right time when they've got a need so yes spot on and you know to give people more insight into some of the numbers like the industry standard is about 20 percent that's what we try to and I'll explain that further so if you make a hundred calls you usually reach about 20 decision makers so yeah. that's our hope anyway. Um, and it, look, it can depend on the industry, but the average is about 20. Now, of those 20 we speak to, you again try or you estimate that you're going to convert about 20% of those. So let's say we get like four or five appointments out of those 20 conversations. Yeah. What you said though, Sam, is so true in the sense that, you know, the other, what, the other 16, 15, 16, are not necessarily going to be not interested. It may just be the timing's not right or, you know, they ask for a call back in three months or they need to speak to other stakeholders. So a little bit like your son experienced, you can send off information and, you know, not hear back from people, but it is that process of following up. And that's another thing I'm, you know, really passionate about when it comes to, say, sales or calling uh, follow-up is critical or paramount. And it's it's a bit of a dying art, I have to say, because, you know, how often do we find, you know, we might, you know, ask for a proposal for, from someone or, I don't know, it's my experience in sales that a lot of the time when I request something, it's very unlikely that it's followed up and also oh. followed up consistently. Yeah, so, yeah. so you send something to someone and then you never follow up with that person and it's kind of, you know, in one ear and out the other and they've moved on to something else. But if you then follow up and say, hey, did you have a look at that proposal? Um, what did you think of it? You might then be able to re-engage. Yes. But they've said, they've said, you know, actually send it through. Yes. Yeah. It's and so there I'm is a... You know, I look, I've worked in IT for a number of years and so I've had a lot of people try and sell me stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> we used to Haven't we all? <laughs> that's right. And so, you know, um, and so hence I know, you know, like someone might be trying to sell me, you know, printers or whatever and we might just have signed a contract, a three-year contract with someone else or a 12-month contract or, you know, or we've used that company, someone, you know, in the team has used that company before and had a bad experience or whatever, you know, there's some rationale in that decision-making. So, um, yes, yeah. And normally in IT you're tied into a certain company for, you know, a year or two years or whatever. So, um, yes. and then, yeah, I've had... You know, I've had really bad sales calls where people will keep you on the phone for a half an hour and it's like, gosh, I just wish I didn't pick up this phone. Do you know what I mean? What's Time your advice wait. in terms of that? And you can't get a word in to say, I'm really sorry, I'm not interested, you know, and they've just yes. loaded into their pitch and, you know. Well, do you know what I would say about this? And, again, like what a great topic because, yes, I think this is the this is the reason people are put off from sales is we've all received those calls 
even I do and go, why is this person just rambling on? And in my experience, what is happening, and, you know, it is sometimes those average telemarketing firms, they're kind of reading from a script and they can't veer off that script. Um, And, again, you know, they're not having a natural conversation with you. Mm. So one of my top tips for everyone, you know, this is for listeners, if, if they take nothing away from this conversation but this tip, I think they can still transform their selling. I was told very early on in my sales career, the person who talks the most is losing the sale. Now, isn't that powerful? Because a lot of people, and you take those average telemarketers, for example, they think, oh, I need to tell everyone everything to sell to them, right? When it's actually the opposite that is true. So in my training, what I train people to do is simply do a great pitch. So of course you call and you introduce yourself, come up Mm. with, you know, a clear and concise message that's really intriguing about what you do. But then your role as a salesperson is literally just to ask great questions yeah. because that's where you're not going to sound like that telemarketer and just kind of ramble on. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. You want to get the prospect talking because once you ask, you know, open-ended questions to kind of open things up, they will start to tell you a couple of things. Firstly, they're going to tell you whether they're a fit or not. So, you know, we talked earlier about that ideal client or creating that list of your ideal clients. So asking key questions is going to enable you to qualify them. And if they're not a fit for you, then I wouldn't proceed with the conversation. You know, you kind of wrap it up. You don't waste your time or their time. Yeah. Um, But the other thing is when you ask great questions, you will get information back that will allow you to sell to them. So let's say someone said to me, and I'll give you an example of Promo Donna, if I say, look, tell me a little bit about your sales process or tell me how you're currently generating sales leads. If they tell me, oh, you know, we don't really know where our next lead's coming from. (laughs) It's like ding, ding, ding. Okay, that's a winner for me. I well, they might say we've got a we've got a great sales process. We've just done work with X company, and we've just reviewed it all, and we're now running with this new process. You'd be like, okay, that sounds terrific. Thank you very much. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Hundred percent. Or if they're saying, you know, no, we actually need help, then that's when you can develop that conversation further. Exactly. And even the example you gave of you know someone who says, look, we've got a great sales process. We've just reviewed it. I would even say to that person, look, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I'd love to stay in touch, you know, six months down the track just to see how it's going. If you need a tweak, yeah. That's right. And then that comes back to our conversation around follow-up. You Mm. know, make sure you're building up that pipeline because you never know when you do call in six months who knows what may have happened and you look really professional to call up and say, hey, we discussed this six months ago, how's it going? And they'll go, oh, actually, that provider no longer works with us or something. You just yeah. never yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, but, yes, the person who talks the most is losing the sale. You know, asking great questions is paramount and so is listening. So for someone that was just starting out in their business then, how do they kind of get through, you know, and maybe, you know, it's a new business and they haven't had any customers, so to speak, you know, and how do they kind of break through that fear or break through that 
I'm an expert in this area to kind of get that first sale and get those runs on the board? Oh, this is great. Um, Gosh, you know, the first piece of advice that I would give to anyone, and I guess where you're coming from is, yeah, how would someone who's just starting out in sales do this? Because, you know, when you mention an entrepreneur or a business owner that's, you know, just started their business, my belief is we are all salespeople. And, you know, sometimes I'll say that to people and they'll go, no, I'm not in sales. You know, they don't want to be attributed mm. to, <laughs> or they yeah, don't want no, to be known I, as a salesperson. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I spent a long time in IT and I was always selling in why we should be upgrading something or not upgrading something or not connecting this to that or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You're always kind of selling concepts and, yeah, I always, use, I always use a bit of uh, this is the problem, these are the options, this is my recommendation. Yes. And this is the cost. And I think it's great that, you know, as you've raised, you know, if you can shift your mindset, so this is the first step, if you can shift your mindset to understand you are in sales, you Mm. know, first and foremost, that's going to go a long way because, again, I think a lot of people start out in business, they build this beautiful website, they have great products and services, but it's going to be nothing if they if they can't create sales because it's going to be the you know the bloodline of your business so to speak so you know getting focused on sales and then i think the next big tip for me would be to implement a sales process now yeah. what do i mean by this so i think the fear of sales a lot of the time comes from not having a sales process and when i talk about sales process i'm essentially saying knowing what to say and when to say it. And there is a step-by-step process that you can implement that my my team and I, for example, use each and every day. And I'll actually walk through it now if you want for you and your <laughs> listeners. Um, and look, it'll be a very rushed kind of crash course because I usually, you know, will do this in, in thorough detail when I kind of coach and train people. But um, a step-by-step guide of, of our sales process is, you know, the first step is always about preparation. So, you know, we kind of spoke a bit earlier about um, the workshop that we do, you know, understanding key messaging and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, I see preparation as having two components. The first is understanding your products and services in relation to what your prospects want. Yeah. This is a big thing because, you know, quite often people think, uh, you know, oh, why wouldn't people buy my product and service? It's fantastic. But they're not actually thinking, you know, what's in it for them, what's Mm. in it for the prospect. Yeah. So that's probably another kind of key message for people today is, you know, you, I think sales has changed a lot from being about features and benefits to now being about the what's in it for them for your prospects. Yeah, that, so, that outcome focus, yep. Exactly. Yep. So it's about identifying what are the points of pain of your prospects and if you acknowledge that and you highlight how you're going to help them, that's how you're going to be able to sell in. So when I develop an approach, you know, as the as an example, with the promo Donna, rather than saying, oh, we're a lead generation company that's called for 10 years and we're great, blah, 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 what we'll sell in our services is saying things like, we're going to fill your sales pipeline so you never worry where your next lead is coming from or we're going to boost your sales leads so that you can, you know, double your revenue this year or, you know, whatever that may be. 
Um, so yes, preparation, you know, you've got to look at the points of pain and the challenges and how you help people. The second part of preparation is about your mindset. And I know like Sam, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, the power of the mind. And I am such a big believer in this, that you will not generate the results you want in sales without mastering your mindset. So, you know, even just as a little tip to listeners out there, one thing that my team and I do, so this is, you know, part of this sales process, before we get on the phone, we actually write down on a piece of paper the results we've created, you know, as if we've achieved them already. Right. So we'll write down, I generated three appointments for XYZ company, and then I might write down one, two, three down the page. And it is just amazing how our brain starts to filter for those results. And, you know, I say to people, it also makes the no's a little bit easier because when you get a no, you go, well, that's okay because I'm still going to get three meetings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that, that motivation. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that real, that's that real visualisation of the outcome that you're looking for. 100%, yeah. So visualisation, you know, mastering your mindset I mean part of it it's not just goal setting you know there's also just shifting your state so you're in that peak state before you call or sell you know for people listening that go well I don't do cold calling even if you're going to a sales meeting you need to be aware of the energy you're going to feed off Mm. to people Mm. so if you're walking into a room and you've just had a terrible morning (laughs) yeah you don't want to bring that in with you and I've had I actually learned this the hard way because early on in my sales career I had a terrible morning where I like got bogged in my car and then I spilled coffee on myself and it was just a terrible morning and then I jumped on the phones and someone said to me you sound like you don't even want to be at work. And I was so taken aback by their feedback. And I thought, well, how have I gone from creating great results to this awful feedback today? And it was literally that, you know, when I stepped back, I thought, well, it's been, you know, just an accumulation of all these terrible things this morning. And I thought I could shake it off but I hadn't really shifted my state. So I say to people, you know, listen to some music, do some meditation, you know, go for a run, whatever it might be, just to get into that peak state before you sell. So. Yeah, no, I like that. And I remember one time I was putting in an IT solution for a company and we had a sales team that had presented to a group and then that sales team was going to then present to some higher up decision makers and I was one of their team I just had to say that person can't come to the final meeting (laughs) because they just didn't have the right energy and I was like I you know I think you're the company that we want to do this with but you're not going to this is not going to go to the next level because yeah that person's just not hitting the mark for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And I mean, this is kind of delving into a whole other, you know, topic. I've actually studied NLP, which, you know, people may have heard of, neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah. And I love it. I love all that, you know, human psychology. And, you know, the reason I studied it is a lot of it's about rapport building techniques. And, you know, I guess the the bottom line in sales is people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So if you can have someone thinking, oh, I really like this person and they're like me, 
then it goes a long way in getting the sale. So I think you were smart in removing someone who, you know, didn't create that energy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were trying, but it was just was not hitting the mark. Like it, the yeah, they hadn't, they didn't understand where the mark was, so to speak, yes. which was unfortunate. And the rest of the team did, do you know what I mean? So it really kind of stood out, and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't in gel with like their team as well. So yes. yes. So tell me then about um, Ashley about how you work with businesses as well. So you, we've talked about Pro Madonna and that you can. Um, provide sales leads for people, do yes. it for them, happy days. Yes. <laughs> and then you also, you also teach people as well how to do it, do it themselves. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yes, I'd love to. So, yeah, over the journey of the promo, Donna, you know, probably a, a few years into generating leads, you know, doing the grunt work for companies, individuals and and also organizations started to approach me and say well you do this every day with your team and you do it well could you teach me how to you know do this more effectively so a bit like we're having the conversation now that you know they just wanted to pick my brains and um, also use the proven models that we were using so I said you know, definitely, I'd love to. And it's probably become, you know, a real passion for me to teach people how to do this more effectively because just as we started out the conversation, I think there is a real fear for many around selling and, you know, also how do I generate my next lead? Where is it coming from? And it shouldn't be fearful. I think, you know, it should be actually a really fun process, as crazy as that sounds. You know, it's about you know, building rapport with people and, you know, building relationships, all of that. So, so yes, I, I work with a lot of um, individuals and organisations, as I said, uh, you know, there's coaching, there's training. Um, so quite a number of my, my clients are one-on-one coaching clients, yeah. um, which I love that. You know, it's, it's a very personalised approach where I can almost hold their hand and, and kind of every week, do work with them so that they can not only implement like sales plans, but implement the sales type processes we were talking about, um, even do some NLP work, things like that. Um, Then I've worked with like larger teams to do the same, but I'm also very excited because this year I've just launched my own online program. Mm -hmm. Um, So the online program is called the Sales Royalty Program, which obviously stemmed from the cold calling queen (laughs) name. So, you know, if people are wanting to become sales royalty, essentially, you know, this is the program for them. And it's really just, again, like a whole heap of, it's a 10-week course, so 10 modules jewels and it's really everything that I think you know this is what's going to take your selling to the next level um so I've just done I'm actually in my first round as we speak so we're in week eight at the moment and uh I've loved it I'm hoping everyone else is loving it too so great (laughs) yeah really good all right, that is so good, Ashley. I just, I love it, and I just, I just think for anyone that's kind of holding themselves back a little bit, doesn't know what to do, look you up. Oh, definitely. And do you know what? You know, we were kind of diving into the sales process, and we we spent a lot of time on like the prep work, the you know, getting your mindset right, and all of that. But you know, there are other steps, like you know, developing an elevator pitch 
you know, coming up with great key questions, overcoming objections and doing a great close. So, you know, as you said, if anyone out there is listening and going, you know what, I don't have a good sales process. I don't, you know, really know what to say. And that's probably why I'm shying away from selling. I, again, am so passionate about helping people. So look me up because I'm always keen to share my knowledge. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think like, and, you know, trying it out and having a go and learning what works, what doesn't work and who your right customer is, you got to kind of try it, don't you? Because you might think it's all one thing and then you actually find out through the process or you might be trying to sell something that no one actually wants to buy. You know what, that, that is such a good point to make. And, I mean, look, I hope that's not the case because, look, I'm a big believer that people should always start a business because they see a gap. So yeah. a little bit like I did, you know, I saw that, well, there's all these people that need a cold caller, so maybe there's a big gap in the marketplace. So if you started or were motivated to start your business because you saw that, that there was a need, Mm. You should have no problem in selling your product and services. It's probably just about tweaking your approach slightly. And even getting out to a bigger audience as well. Yes, yes. And and that's often a question that people will ask me, you know, when a client starts with a promo donor, they might say, look, should we just, you know, niche down and focus on one market, you know, like to try this out? And I often say, well, I would recommend doing almost like a scattergun approach and trying out a few. So, again, if you use that example of someone who might be listening that's just started out and they're wondering, yeah, who is my dream client? You know, who who should I be working with? Test the waters, like you were saying, Sam, you know, come up with maybe – four or five different markets that you'd love to tap into and test it out because that's where you're going to gain traction. And when you kind of hone in on one that gets a lot of results, then you can keep going with that one rather than just doing one and then finding, oh, I'm not getting anywhere with this one. Yeah, that's right. You might go kind of too deep on one. So maybe go a little less deep across the broader and then see where the outcomes are. Exactly. Exactly. So, Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. best place for people to get in contact with you, Ashley? <laughs> Look, I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've seen, uh, now, where did I see you? Was it like Minor Bitches? Was it TikTok or was it um, Reels? Because I actually approached you for this interview. So, yes, you did, Sam. So we, we I think, mainly connected on Instagram. So yeah, definitely okay. for people, you know, connect with me on Instagram. Um, my handle's Ashley underscore Alsadi. Um, but I'm also on LinkedIn. And this is actually one thing. Look, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm providing a bit of entertainment for people. You might have seen Sam, the TikToks and the reels that I produce. No, no, I like it. I like it. I've, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what? The reach you get on a reel is phenomenal, apparently. It so. is phenomenal. That, that is, is definitely the word. And, you know, to give you and listeners some insight of, of how it actually kind of all came about that I started creating these videos. So people will see what that I mean when they go and view them, but I try to basically put a bit of a spin on old sales theory because, you know, again, it's been there, you know, people have been there, done that. They've talked about, you know, sales tips and it's a bit boring. And so I'm trying to deliver, you know, maybe funny voiceovers or dances or something like that. And it was actually in lockdown last year 
I stumbled across the TikTok app and, again, my perception was, oh, this is just a whole heap of young kids, you know, doing dances. What would I do on TikTok? But um, I actually started kind of getting into it and saw that there was kind of this education element. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, it's just brilliant. So, and I'm getting not only great traction on Instagram, but yeah, as we said, LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms for it because I think, again, these professionals are not used to seeing that kind of content and Mm. it's been uh, blowing up. So that's cool. Yeah, and it sort of stands out. I talked to a lady, um, Lisa Tay, uh, early on in podcasts and about personal branding, and she talked, she does some content on LinkedIn as well, which is, you know, can be a little bit eye catching, not completely out there, but, you know, still within the realms of that platform, et cetera. But it does catch people's eyes because it is a little bit different and it's not a, you know, typical kind of sales type looking thing. Both. And do you know, you know, I love that, you know, we're kind of touching on this subject, Sam, about sales because, you know, quite often people when they hear, oh, well, Ash is the cold calling queen, she's kind of into the old sales methods, they might think that that's all I do, that I don't really believe in the online. But I guess my message to people out there listing would be I'm such a big believer that partnering the two will Mm. make it really powerful for your business because even earlier I mentioned how LinkedIn you know you can use for researching purposes and things like that for calls so you can imagine when I'm doing say my my TikToks or my reels you know things like that they allow me to build relationships online so I get that brand awareness and then when I pick up the phone which is not you know what a lot of people don't do I'm then getting people who recognize me and go, I've seen your work. I love the, you know, TikToks and that theory. You know, I'd love to do some coaching with you. So it's very powerful if you can harness both. And that's the thing they say, kind of, you need to see someone 10 times or you need to see what they're about to kind of choose whether they're for you or that type of thing. Well, Ashley, so good to have you on the show. I think you've just shared some great, great tips there for the listeners. Anyone who's kind of struggling with that sales process or crafting your sales pitch or um, I think definitely check you out. Uh, Check you out on TikTok, Reels, uh, (laughs) LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, anywhere basically. Check out your website. Yes, I'd like, yeah. So you can either visit the Promo Donna, which is obviously uh, my lead generation company, or I've also got ashleyalsardi.com, which is more about the coaching, training, and the online program. So feel free to reach out to either. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. No problems. 